Hey, this is Tyler. Some people have asked how they can support the podcast, and I'm super grateful for this request. The best way is to share an episode with someone you might think like the subject matter. Uh, the next best way is to leave a star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a comment. Uh, the more you do this, the more these platforms will promote it and bring it into the orbit with people who may have similar listening habits. Uh, you can listen to us on most major podcast listening platforms. If you still feel like making a donation, you can go into the episode description and there's a link to the webpage where you can do that. Our Instagram is at Canon Dispatch. Our email to reach out for feedback and questions and comments is canondispatchpodcast at gmail.com. And there's also a Substack. Thanks for listening and now on to the episode. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Hope your week was awesome. Had another good week, a busy week. I actually uh, got to play in a studio with a friend of mine named Josh Drake. He's a singer-songwriter here in Pensacola. He's written a whole bunch of songs, and he asked me to put the drums down on a project he's working on. So I obliged. Studio work is hard work. I've always liked playing live because you don't really play a song the same way. Well, at least I don't really play a song the same way twice. And every time I'm playing, I'm always sort of figuring out something new. And I like that sort of dynamic exercise to see how a song changes over time. I kind of like that. So when you're in a studio you want to do your best to make sure the song sounds the best and it sort of you have to sort of meet yourself you're meeting the song but then you have to kind of decide okay I gotta try to track everything so it's again perfect in sections for the song and things like that and it's it's really uh hard work and you want to make sure it's good to go. And then you'll do like multiple, multiple takes. And um, eventually you'll get somewhere where you may like it. And then, um, you know, whoever's doing the album. So like in this case, it's Josh's songs. You want to make sure that whatever Josh had in mind as far as the song goes is also like you're true to that. And then uh, the engineer, same thing. You want to make sure that you know, these ideas that you have come up or whatever. So it's definitely a lot of work, but it's really, really cool. So that was, did that a lot this week and had a great time doing that. I've been thinking about this concept that everybody wants to get paid more money, but they don't think about the actual uh, best currency, which is time and autonomy. Uh, I think we get into this cycle of placing too much emphasis on like monetary value, and then we fail to think about other forms of currency that are, I mean, frankly, more valuable, such as free time, you know, um, autonomy. And I think the amount of autonomy you can have in your, you know, whatever your job is and in your life, those are like, I think, real indicators that you have enough. And that you get to spend your earth time, earth time, that's what I like to call it, the time that we spend here on earth, 
uh, doing exactly what you came here for, which is living, uh, spending time with the people you love, doing these things that are worthwhile and the things that you love. Work should be something you do which provides you with an intrinsic satisfaction if you're lucky. And it should always provide you with enough money. And that value, of course, is up to you. But, you know, if you think about it, if a promotion means more responsibility, more time at the office, more time away from home, tighter deadlines, restrictive travel opportunities, sort of funneling you into a pipeline with little leeway, is it really worth your time? Like a lot of us already spend more of our waking hours at our job than we do with our friends and loved ones. So like, what if you made money at your current level and you were good with that and then use the other free time that you had to exercise, to be unengaged, to rest the mind and body, and then to spend you know, that time that you would have had to be at the office with family, friends, and just being you know, more engaged, pay attention to what you have going around you, your life, and, and thus happier with the work that was already in the pile that you had rather than looking for more. You know, and by no ways am I shitting on promotion because everybody likes to be paid more. I guess what I am shitting on is this need to always incessantly do more, be more, this feeling of, uh, I don't know, in, like intrinsic unworthiness that's sort of injected into us while, I mean, since we were kids, you know, you're going to you do tests, you have to go to the grade, you have to do this, you have to make this mark, and you got to do this, you got to get into college, you got to get into this. And, and again, there's a good function for stuff like that, because you need to try and you need to fail, you need to have these things. But somehow we've gotten roped into this endless, seemingly endless cycle, that somehow, even if you're here right now, like you're not enough, what you have isn't enough. Um, and I think we can, when you can get into a place where you can say no to adding more shit on your plate, you're really saying yes to what you already have, right? There's this story that uh, came to mind by this. There's a writer named Kurt Vonnegut. He's one of my favorite writers. Um, he wrote like Slaughterhouse-Five and he wrote tons of other novels. Really cool, but he wrote this um, I guess they call it a poem. It's not really a poem because, I mean, not a poem in the traditional rhyming sense, but it's still a poem. He wrote about um, the writer Joseph Heller, the guy who wrote Catch-22. And uh, I'll go ahead and read you what he wrote. It's really short. Joe Heller. True story. Word of honor. Joseph Heller, an important and funny writer, now dead, and I were at a party given by a billionaire on Shelter Island. I said, Joe. How does it make you feel to know that our host only yesterday may have made more money than your novel Catch-22 has earned in its entire history? And Joe said, I've got something he can never have. And I said, what on earth could that be, Joe? And Joe said, the knowledge that I've got enough. Rest in peace. Kurt Vonnegut, New Yorker, May 16th, 2005. So if your goal is to say make a lot of money, right? If you think about it, you'll never have enough money because if you just want to make money, you're just there's never going to be an end to that. 
And in that sentence, you can replace money with any other material object or any other goal, and it will be true. If your goal is to be the greatest fighter who ever lived, and you put all your focus on that, you'll never be good enough to yourself. To other people, you might be the greatest because you can reach a point in their eyes where they think to themselves, okay, this guy's the greatest ever, right? Um, you know, they can say, this guy had the most knockouts, the most wins, strongest punch, whatever. But for you, for the person that's actually doing it, it's different. You know, for the person in the act of becoming the best X, Y, Z, whatever, it can become and turn into an obsession. And we can see and we know all these stories of these greatest athletes or businessmen or whatever it is at their craft that they're doing but oftentimes they're ridden with guilt um they're like it's uber determined to win and you know in this process of becoming and to you know getting more and more and more it can also be a curse it sort of becomes a mechanism inside of you that you no longer know how to shut it off and after a while these mechanisms uh, mechanisms begin to control you Tiger Woods comes to mind, Michael Jordan, and these guys were undoubtedly like the greatest ever to do their thing, but they had hard, hard lives, domineering and toxic fathers and like personal problems, crazy. And we all want the fruits of this labor, but not many people are willing to put forth the effort, you know, the, the actual labor to get there. And again, this goes right back to this gray area that I like to talk about a lot. Um, what are you willing to pay in order to get what you want? Everybody has their own answer to that question, and we're in constant pursuit of it. Some never find it, but I think one of the truly greatest tricks in life is to be aware of where we are and what we're doing, to not be in constant blind pursuit of the next level, the next promotion, an additional zero, uh, another loan, an accumulation of things that sort of make us think that we are going to feel better and distract us from what's really going on around us. But to really realize that currency, like what we're paid, is stronger when we realize it's about our time rather than about money. You can always make more money, but you can't get time back. So I think going deeper into things, going deeper into relationships, uh, into our vocations and our interests and our responsibilities, going more profoundly deep into it is better than having breadth of, of these things, like having more things. Like let's go deeper into these things to get better at it, right? This isn't to say that we should be content with being mediocre. It's really to uh, sort of a reminder to concentrate more on doing these essential things that provide a good life for us and to know when enough is enough and to realize that, you know, what we're doing with our time. More hours at the office isn't always the answer and the most important currency really isn't money it's time anyway just a thought when i was thinking of this it reminded me of this super famous speech called this is water by the writer david foster wallace you can look it up on youtube uh, there's a few different versions the full length version is about 22 minutes long um the shorter versions are good too there's one that's built like a small like a short film it's about nine minutes long to visually demonstrate 
what he's talking about in his speech. Um, I highly recommend any of these videos. The longer one is, uh, it's just an, uh, an awesome speech. Um, anyway, yeah, that's it. Just a thought. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. See ya. Oh, <laughs>